It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to the Everything is Black and White podcast and we're reporting sadly on a very disappointing afternoon for Newcastle United who suffered a 3-1 defeat to North City. Um, I don't think we can even start by trying to find any positives from that, Lee. Um, I mean, what did you make of it? I mean, yeah, you've got to be brutally, brutally honest about what it was and it's no good sitting here and churning out cliches that managers and players would say because that simply was pretty abysmal and I, I, I'm finding it hard to, to even find, even if you ask me I, I'd find it hard to, to, to try and spin that into a positive because it was just from the offset everything about it was just it was frightening and how far do you go back do you go back to the, the two missed opportunities Premier League players should be taking chances like were presented to Emil Kraft. I know it was his debut. A little bit nervous, maybe, but he didn't even manage to get the shot on target. Joe Linton heads wide. You know that again is the forty million pound price tag weighing on his shoulders. Is the nerves involved? Um, either way, that should go in. Um, and Newcastle, you know, they couldn't do the basic bits there. And then after that, it was basically the Norwich, Norwich City show, and they won the front foot and. You know, really, at one of the break, that was fortunate because Dubravka had made some good saves as well. Second half, they started with a bit more, a little bit more guts, but it was poor in the final third. And then, obviously, they just it was a capitulation after that, and three yeah. 0 down. Um, John Joe Shelby gets a consolation, but you know, if ever there was a consolation call, it was that one because Newcastle are never going to come back. So. Yeah, just so sorry I can't be positive, but it was just absolutely brutal. And you know, if I'm able to face up to the facts that it was abysmal, then I hope the players and the head coach can do that as well. Yeah, that's the key going forward how they respond. And I suppose the most worrying thing two games in is you're seeing the players not really doing the basics in terms of um, what they're doing on the ball, the working hard off the ball wasn't really there today. So although um, you know you they didn't take their chances. It, what the fans came here to see was a team that tried and really put an effort in. At times, you're wondering just what's going wrong. Yeah, you are, and, I, and I'm. I say I'm look, I was looking around the picture at which players I felt were kind of reflecting 
you know, the passion of the, of the fans. And I can always see Matt Ritchie, you know, rolling his sleeves up, charging challenges. Uh, Isaac Hayden, I thought, was, you know, pretty much matched that passion. But other than that, until Sean Longstaff came on towards the end, I, I, I found it very difficult, very hard to watch. Um, you can only... We've been told by the people from within the four walls when we're talking to players and Steve Bruce, we've got to turn the page on Benitez, we've got to turn the page on Benitez. But that was the complete opposite of what a Benitez performance would have been. Uh, and again, I'm not crying over spilt milk, but comparing and contrasting, I think Rafa Benitez may have sensed the danger a bit more today and he might have just shut shop, got out of there with a point, we might be grumbling about getting a point in a game against a newly promoted team, but he would have maybe got something and posted it on the board today. Newcastle never looked like they were going to be able to do that, and uh, got to take yeah. In some ways, you take your hat off to um, the hat trick hero. Yeah. But in other ways, you look at like that second goal. He had four four touches on the ball before he arrowed up his shot and, and tucked it in. And the second one, he's able to. Take another touch, go round craft, and then tuck it in with the, with his other foot. And I just think he was afforded far too much time and space. But yeah, what what more can you say? Yeah, for sure. And it's never easy going to a newly pro team um, for their first home game. We've seen, you know, the Cardiff game last season wasn't easy for Newcastle. The Huddersfield game the season before that obviously wasn't easy. They lost that, but they kind of made Norwich look maybe even better than they are uh, from that first minute. Really, the Obviously, the fans were up for it. And the thing, I have no doubt, would be the players were well aware they had to be at it from the off. And for you, you know, looking at... Steve Bruce was obviously saying the post-match presser that maybe the occasion got to them, you know, that that idea that you're going into the lion's den, as it were, following a long journey. Do you, are you a bit worried that that's happening to these guys when they a lot of them are proven internationals, they know what it takes in the Premier League? Um, good mix of, obviously, British and European. And there weren't too many new signings in there. A lot of that core was there last season, yet that was a performance we're not really used to from Newcastle. Yeah, it's... Again, it's like... And the players hate this, but, you know, there's a lot of players that play in the Championship in that, in that squad, and... Is the overall quality good enough? As I say, Rafa Benitez was able to cajole those players into performances um, time and time again. And that's why Newcastle finished 10th in the first Premier League season back, 13th last season. But it's almost like Newcastle, the car, you know, they've just paid £40 million for a striker, but they cannot afford that sort of upper category player, you know, top four Champions League material uh, and therefore you are left with the players that seem to require being cajoled through every step of a game. You know, Rafa Benitez was constantly on the edge of the technical yeah. area, cajoling, encouraging uh, and basically walking his teams through games and maybe they just need to be told what to do and exactly when to do it uh, and maybe Steve Bruce hasn't just got to grips with that yet. Um, is he a match day motivator in terms of getting players fired up at half time when things were going wrong? You did see a little response yeah. in the second half, to be fair. Uh, but then after that, they, tactically they collapsed again. Then you're looking at what what's he got alongside him? What has he got any tactical brains alongside him? You've got Steve Agnew there, experienced coach. You've got Stephen Clements, someone who's 
there to uh, be the buffer in the dressing room almost and learning his trade as, as a young coach is the tactical know-how for the Premier League level there that is the big test now in the next you know five or six games but I think the fans the apathy was just there by by the end of it and I think uh, our photographer Ian Buis got a fantastic picture at the end of the dad with the two lads and I think that just summed it up really yeah kind of the thing is with Andy Carroll and Dwight Gale being sidelined there weren't really plan B options on the bench so Muto came on like for like when Joe Linton hobbled off Longstaff was like for like for key. You're looking at that squad and who's available, given how he's kind of set out with this three five two blueprint. If he's going to go to Spurs, can he radically tear it up already? Would that almost look bad on him that he doesn't stick to his principles and at least tries to work with them? Or do you feel for a game like that, he's gonna need to try something very different? I think he came in Steve Bruce and at Hibs in the preseason friendly he said, you know, I am I am gonna play, I do want to get on the front foot, but I am seriously concerned that he can get on the front foot at a place like Tottenham and come out there alive almost because that to me, if if I'm sitting down there with the tactics this week and I was a manager going in that game I'm thinking I'm gonna try and park the bus and you know, probably in my heart of hearts keep the score down to a respectable level. Uh, at best maybe squeeze a point out of it because I'm just not sure I'm not sure that you know we've got Joe Linton now with an injury as well where are those goals going to come from Dwight Gale not quite ready Andy Carroll nowhere near ready um, Muto came on today uh, ineffective I think he had five or six touches in nearly half an hour that is deeply worrying for me for a player that, that costs so much um, so yeah I think he's got, he's got to be realistic he, if you're going to go down to Tottenham um, you need to probably park the bus and hope for the best and then move into them two home games Leicester and Watford and just try and scramble something out of the month but it's it's, it's really hard uh, and because today they've lost the game they've lost that luxury now to yeah. go to Tottenham and you know maybe be a bit more adventurous if they'd have won today then the pressure would be completely eased and we'd be having a different conversation, but they never looked like winning. Yeah. Do you think maybe going forward, um, in terms of trying to find a turning point already, we're talking about that two games in, which seems ridiculous, but Steve Bruce has gone the record to say he doesn't feel he'll be entitled to that patience that maybe Benitez had last season, you know, didn't win any of his first 10. Do you think it's just about performances now that maybe it's not about looking at Liverpool, Leicester in the Cup, Spurs, just trying to get a performance rather than a result is that what today has kind of reduced it to two games in yeah I mean it's as I say well, one thing Steve Bruce said he, he put almost a bit of pressure on himself by perhaps trying to say what the supporters wanted to hear or, or maybe trying to just uh, get some favour from, from the fan base and he knows that a lot of people have said they don't want him here so he's, he's tried to say I'm going to try and play a more attacking, expansive game. He then said the thing about the cups as well. Mm. But then you, you know, it could only happen in Newcastle. They pl- rather than get a nice easy draw, they pluck out the hardest opponent available in the northern section of the draw. Yes, it's at home, but you know, if that's what Norwich can do to us, that who knows what Leicester can do? Maybe they'll play a weakened team. I don't know. But at the minute, my my mind is far from 
the Cubs. I'm, I'm kind of looking at it now, coldly thinking 36 games to go. I know that's a lot of points to play for, but they've got some really tough teams to play. Where are they going to get that 35 plus points from? Um, you know, that's 10 wins and you know five draws or something. So difficult, really difficult, and um, hopefully Steve Bruce has got the answers. Well, there you have it. Um, if you want to keep up to date for everything after um, the inquest that's going to be taking place in the coming days, stick with us on chroniclelive.co.uk. Thank you for listening. Cheers. This is Acast Recommends. Every week, we pick one of our favourite shows. And this is one we think you're going to love. Hello, I'm Jeff Lloyd, and I recently had a baby with Ed Miliband. A baby podcast, that is. It's a spin-off of our show, Reasons to be Cheerful. It's called Cheerful Book Club, and it's conversations with some of the best writers working in the world today. You'll really enjoy our chats with people like US broadcasting legend Rachel Maddow, literary giant Ian McEwan, and the big short and moneyball author Michael Lewis. Feed your brain with ideas from the Cheerful Book Club. You'll find us on the excellent Acast app or wherever else you get your podcasts. Acast is home to the biggest podcasts from Ireland and around the world. Subscribe to this show and hundreds more now via Acast or wherever you get your podcasts.